everybody. Welcome to Mormonish. I'm Rebecca. And I'm Landon. And we're going to be talking about a topic today that we have been posting and talking about and learning about and talking to people about. What are we talking about today, Landon? We're going to talk about the Cody Temple in Cody, Wyoming. This is a new temple that's been going up and uh, the community itself is not really thrilled about this temple going in and it's not so much the temple itself as the location of the temple and that's what they're fighting uh created quite a bit of controversy of course we know that this has happened at places other places uh in utah specifically Beaver valley a place in <laughs> uh was it tennessee or something where they had a similar issue but yeah. uh, of course in utah they were able to get it moved uh, because i'm guessing they didn't want to fight their own members but in cody that didn't seem to be the case uh, the church seemed to be more than willing to um to fight the community to get what they wanted and uh, it's turned into quite a negative uh issue there uh, in cody wyoming so we wanted to talk a little bit about that Yep, absolutely. And we have um, had the honor of being able to contact and sort of talk to um, people in Cody um, who are, they have organizations put together to try to kind of shine a spotlight on what's happening and maybe see if they can, um, through some activism, make a positive change in the situation. So a lot of the information that we're bringing you here actually are from residents there that are right in the trenches um, trying to make a difference in this situation. We also, um, we're going to go through some information pretty quickly. And then after that, we actually have brought on a Cody resident who herself is a wonderful woman named Yvonne, who is going to tell us more about the situation from the ground there. So let's just jump in um, with some of the facts. I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with this already, but we're going to kind of put everything in one place and go through kind of the timeline of what has been happening in Cody and why this has been become such an issue in the post-Mormon and Mormon community. That's right. Um, the, the Cody, Wyoming Temple was first announced at General Conference in October 3rd, 2021 uh, by President Nelson. This is part of these 300 uh, temples that they've announced, <laughs> this ungodly amount of temples. And I guess ungodly temples, that might be an oxymoron. But that uh, is an oxymoron. <laughs> that seems to be uh, the, the, the direction they're going. So it was first announced October 3rd, 2021. And of course, uh, we all know how members react uh, when when yes. this part of general conference comes. It's the uh, the highlight of the entire conference. Uh, you can't someone can do a, a a beautiful singing performance. You can't clap, but when they start announcing temples, all reverence breaks and everyone through oh, the roof. And they're so excited. <laughs> In fact, uh, we can't help but do a Trexmo on this. Uh, as everyone who knows Rebecca knows, she loves to do Star Trek uh, memes. Uh, and so she did one specifically uh, related to the Cody Temple. And uh, that's uh, <laughs> Janice Six gets a temple. <laughs> that's right. And for those of our listeners, it's Dr. McCoy, just mouth wide open. Couldn't be more thrilled because I think this epitomizes the reaction of members. When you when you announce a temple anywhere, I mean, it could be anywhere. And they're just absolutely stunned and thrilled and can't get enough. So. Yeah, we that's one of our favorite Trexmos right there. But, <laughs> Janice but Six gets a temple. It's, it's hard to picture this reaction of what happens when you get a temple and compare that to what the community who yeah. isn't at general conference and doesn't know anything about getting a temple 
they have a more of a look of horror on their face at times uh, because or confusion. Of, it's like, uh, what is confusion. this? What, yeah. what is coming into our town? What does this mean? What is this? Yeah. In, in the case of Cody, you know, I I think it was at first. Oh, that's interesting, and it it then turned to horror based on on uh, how this uh, process went. And so exactly. uh, I think the lesson learned from Cody is uh, when, when they announce the temple in your community, uh, before we all get excited, maybe we ought to look at the impact, look at uh, what they're trying to do and look at the result that it's going to have on the community uh, before the community uh, gets too excited. Um, yeah. This is the location of the Cody temple. Um, uh, it was announced. Now, remember, the, the temple was announced October of 2021, March 13, 2023, the first presidency identifies the site for the Cody Wyoming Temple, and they announced it to the public on March 15th. So the first time anyone in Cody knew where this temple was going to go was on March 15, 2023. Today is August what 14th, uh, 12th, 13th, somewhere Something in there. Something around there. <laughs> yeah. So we're we're talking literally. They just found out a couple months ago where this temple right. was going to go. Um, this is important because uh, anyone who's been to Cody, um, the property is going to be visible from the North Fork Highway. And this is a pristine, one of the most gorgeous drives in the United States. Uh, it, it connects Cody to Yellowstone National Park. Cody itself is a small town, about 10,000 people, uh, sits about 50 miles from uh, Yellowstone Park, but it's kind of the last town before you enter into Yellowstone Park. So uh, it's got a lot of hotels and a, a lot of little restaurants and different things there where people stop. They stay the night before they go on into the park. And it seems that this is seems to be one of the reasons that the church wants to put the temple there. They've put a temple at the entrance to every entrance to Yellowstone at this point. Uh, this was the last of the crown jewels to put a temple at, at, in front of the, uh, an entrance into Yellowstone. And although it, it, it looks flat here, this actually sits up on a bluff, and so it can be seen uh, from uh, everywhere in town. And uh, that's one of the things that made the residents concerned about this temple. Um, Cody itself is, as we said, it's a tourist town. That's really where a large portion of their income comes. And that is even at a limited time of the year because it gets so cold up there uh, that uh, Tourism really only occurs for about five months out of the year. Um, and it's kind of funny because when they announced the temple in Cody, Wyoming, uh, the, the church made a few uh, uh, statements. Uh, they said, this is Matt Burke, the senior construction project manager for the church. This is what he said. He said, compatibility with the community was a key factor taken into design of the temple. He said that church officials spent over a year studying Cody architecture and the community as a whole before submitting a design. Uh, this came out of uh, 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 LDS church officials talk about the church open house from a news newspaper article. This is the comment he made. Now, anyone who's been to Cody and I've been to Cody uh, knows the flavor of Cody. Uh, we've got a couple pictures here of the downtown. You can see Cody was named after Buffalo Bill Cody, who founded the town. Um, everyone knows Buffalo Bill, uh, Wild Bill, uh, you know, Buffalo Bill Cody. He had the, the, the traveling show and all the different things that he had. He founded the town. His home is there. You can tour his home. Uh, you can see here on the bottom left and, and the top left, 
Uh, there's a hotel there. It's called the Irma. Uh, he he built this uh, hotel, named it after his daughter. Uh, it was built back in the 1800s. This is a very Western town. Uh, you can see on the upper right there, the Buffalo Bill Center of the West is a museum that's been built in Cody. It is a premier museum of the West. Uh, it's got five wings. Uh, it's got a gun collection that is second to none. It's one of the top gun collections in the world, I've got to think. Um, uh, an entire wing that's nothing but guns. Uh, another one's dedicated to uh, the Native Americans. There's a wing uh, dedicated to the settlers uh, and Buffalo Bill and the town itself. Just an incredible uh, museum. But you can see from the museum, you know, it's got the bronze statues of the horse riders. And uh, it's also got a small town fill. If you go inside, it's got stagecoaches, horses, saddles, all the things that you expect from a Western town. They built this single level. Uh, part of it's underground, but they really tied it into the uh, to, to the town. When you go, there's big windows at the end of the wings that look out into the open expanse of Wyoming, and it just really ties uh, the the, the uh, museum to the to the surrounding environment. Uh, really, and the residents care by. about this a lot. The residents care about the look and feel of their town, and they take that into consideration in their zoning, their ordinances, everything to make sure that it has this whole look and feel. Also, it's a tourist community. The tourists want that look and feel. That's why they're there. That's why they're there spending money, right? They yeah. they want to feel like they're in, you know, Buffalo Bill's environment. They're so there for they that very Western much care culture. about it. And, yes. and every, yes. you know, all the all the hotels are, you know, the Wagon Wheel Hotel. Yes. And, <laughs> you know, all the all the restaurants are, are you know, uh, Circle J Chuck Wagon. Uh, you know, it's the very Western feel. Right. Cody doesn't have bars. They have saloons. Uh, right. You know, it is a Western town. So right. the church says it spent a year yeah. studying Cody architecture. Evidently, they never talked to anybody from Cody because nobody from Cody seems to have known anything about what the temple right. was going to look like until they unveiled the temple uh, look late in March 2023. And after a year of studying uh, Cody architecture, church, Cody architecture, <laughs> this is what they came Here's up with. Here's the design. Oh, okay. Here is the design that ties in with okay. Cody. Um uh, this was released on March 28th. This is the first time the, the residents of Cody get to see this temple. Mm -hmm. And remember, the site was announced uh, maybe two weeks prior to this. Correct. Now, this it's all happening very fast for everybody. The resident is like, boom, boom, boom. The, all these things are coming out. And this, for our listeners, uh, you know, it has a, a very tall tower, as a lot of temples do. And it almost, to me, has sort of a Spanish feel. To me, it has some arches and some multi-levels, of course, white, and of course, will be lit up um, almost 19 hours a day, correct? Because I think one to five are the time, or, or questionable about they, how often it's going to be lit. limited to 10 to... Uh, yeah, that was part of what we'll talk about later in the city council. I think they were going to run it till like 1 a.m. Yeah. and then 5 a.m. Uh, yeah. And obviously, anyone who's been up this far north uh, in the wintertime, you get long periods of darkness. So for yes. a large period of the time, it is dark up there uh, in, in the wintertime. But yeah, this is a white, um, 
it, it looks exactly like all the other tip-up temples, these new modular temple designs. Yes. This, it is clear that nobody looked at Cody architecture when they put this <laughs> temple together because no, this does not look anything like the town of Cody. It's going to stand out like a sore thumb. And to the residents on a hill, on a hill <laughs> that's going to be lit, uh, Cody, which is a dark sky, Western town, you mm -hmm. can see the Milky Way. Um, the stars at night are bright. That's that's the fill of the town. And now you're going to have this bright white lit up on a hill building that is going to be seen from all over. It changes the fill of the town of Cody. This is Definitely. a danger in Cody. Uh, and to the residents, the worst part of it is, is that the location is actually located in a residential area. It's zoned for residential. Um, maximum height for the roofs is 30 feet uh, mm -hmm. for this. Um, and typically in a in a residential area, you're not allowed commercial. You know, it's got 101 parking, 140 parking spaces, I think they yeah. said. Um, Very large area. Yeah, it's a two lane road in, in and out uh, to, to the uh, location. Um, and so that's what the residents really have a have a concern about. And it, we talked to the residents oh, about a month ago. We started talking to the residents and trying to ask what was going on. And they made it very clear to us that this had nothing to do with the religion, that it was that the building didn't belong in the space where they were putting it. Um, Correct. It's it's not a residential building. It doesn't belong in their residential neighborhood. And so uh, it's interesting to note uh, that the land that was donated for this, it sits on five acres. Um, in fact, I think we have a, a picture here. Yeah, let's move through on. our slides here so we can show the visuals. Yeah, it's yeah here just we have about 10,000 square feet. Right. It only sits on five acres. Um, yeah. That's not a very large plot for a, uh, uh, a temple. And, and it sounded like talking to some of the residents that there was going to be another uh, administrative building or something mm -hmm. that would also be. That's typical, I think, on, in any temple site. Acres. Yeah, they have the so, parking and the residential. Absolutely. Uh, and of course, the spire, 101 feet tall. And that's one of the big items of contention. And yes. then the square footage of the temple itself, 9,950 square feet. It's your typical. But you can kind of see from this um, graphic, and for our listeners, um, it's a graphic of the temple standing against, you know, the, the standard town and what the, what the commercial area in the town is zoned for, you know, a 30 foot building. And you can really see the difference <laughs> between well, a 101 foot spire and that that smaller building. And the, the comparison they're making there is to the Irma Hotel, the mm -hmm. hotel that Buffalo uh, that well, that uh, Bill Cody founded. Um, and you can see it just it just towers over it, then put on top of that yeah. that it's sitting on a hill. Um, right. This is going to be the site that everyone sees in Cody now, not the the historic uh, Irma Hotel and Casino that was established back in the 1800s, and and so that's certainly a concern to the members. And and we want to say that 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 the town people that we talked to, uh, the coalitions, they said we we're not even opposed to there being a temple right. in Cody. It just needs to go. In the commercial district where there's other buildings right. of a similar nature that is zoned for this type of yes. building that has four, a four lane road going to it, um, that's where it belongs. It does not belong towering on a hill in a residential uh, <laughs> community. 
Uh, yeah, and they're basically the saying, consumed. follow the laws of the land. Follow the laws of the land. Follow what our town has set up, our zoning restrictions, our ordinances. And they also made it extremely clear, the, the residents we talked to, they said, we're all of different denominations. If any of our religions were trying to build this kind of a building, we would oppose it. This is in no way directed at a specific religion. This is a building that doesn't fit and is not zoned for where they're trying to put it. So they were very clear that they would stop their own religions from building any kind of a building um, that would go there or yeah, any corporate uh, building. Yeah, you, you know, in any town, there's building codes and there's, you know, yes. covenants that you have to follow. And evidently the church only believes in keeping covenants uh, when it's oh uh, inside the temple. Not, uh, <laughs> you had to go there. Not there zoning you go. Covenant, so, you know, the covenants that's right. for, for, for building codes. Uh, but right. uh, one of the things we did learn as part of our study for this was that um, the resident that donated this land comes from a very wealthy family. They got their money from... Uh, starting Husky Oil, mm -hmm. um, that that person uh, or, or that family uh, was the temple president of the Billings Montana Temple. Um, very yes, well. Say father or grandfather, grandfather, not the person that we're yeah, talking about right now, but in the, yes, in the family, in the there family, had been a yes. temple president of Billings, Montana. Correct. The family name, uh, they're, they're all the stake presidents and the temple presidents right. and all of that in this area. They donated the land. Evidently, uh, the uh, the grandfather uh, donated the land for a temple because they wanted a temple there years and years and years ago. And uh, the church took that land and held it and then sold the land. And uh, this land is very near where the current temple site is. Uh, then after selling the land, uh, a few years later, they decided, uh, let's build a temple in Cody and went back to the family and asked them to make another <laughs> donation of land, land <laughs> uh, for the temple. And, uh, so this is the second donated piece of land right. for the temple. Um, so that kind of shows you, you know, when, when we think that, you know, the members all think, oh, the first presidency approved and the first presidency does approve this temple locations, but, Obviously, it's related to where was the piece of property that was donated right. uh, at. Uh, but in this case, it was clearly land that was on a bench that could be seen from a long way away that they determined to be uh, that that's where they wanted to have the temple so that they could show the world their temple set on a hill. <laughs> and that's what's that that's where a lot of the Co Cody residents right. uh, have the issue at. Right. It, it's funny because we we went after reading about how they spent a year in Cody looking at this architecture. We went to AI and said, AI, would you please design us a temple for Cody, Wyoming? <laughs> and in 30 seconds, we got the uh, temple uh, drawings here, which <laughs> we all thought would be yeah. a far better. Uh, I love these. I absolutely love these. And for our listeners, they're uh a temple structure, a uh, familiar structure. However, they're, they're log, a log cabin. They're very cute. I, I love it. I especially like the one, the bigger one on the left. And why not? Let's have a temple that looks like the Cody architecture, a log temple. And, and rather than being lit up from the outside, it's more of a very subdued, yeah, almost candlelight, yeah. homey look uh, with, with yeah. just some lighting that's, that's very subdued. And yeah. it even has a, you know, gold, uh, I don't think it put the angel Moroni, but it certainly put a gold figure on top of it. Yes. This reminds me very reminiscent of the, of the uh, hotel in Yellowstone, uh, the big mm -hmm. Yellowstone Lodge, uh, you know, a log structure. 
And why couldn't a log structure beautify and typify God? Uh, but we have to go with the white concrete tip up uh, mm -hmm. temple that uh, evidently is, uh, you know, reminiscent of Cody architecture and, uh, and the West, <laughs> which really looks more like a Spanish uh, hacienda or something yeah. uh, of that nature. So, yeah, we just put this in for a little bit of fun to see, you know, what, what could AI render uh, with this, but Right. Uh, so let's get into uh, what happened here. Uh, where did we go off the rails? And to me, uh, the, the biggest reason we went off the rails was complete lack of communication, complete lack of involvement of the community in putting a structure there that would so totally change the look of the town and not getting any input from any of the town residents. And I actually find it very hard to believe that the church did not get input from the residents. I think they got input only from the residents that they wanted. It should be pointed yes. out that there were a couple of things that happened here that uh, that made this pretty contentious. The first off is the city planner for the uh, city of Cody is LDS. And I find it very hard to believe that when a temple is announced in your city and you're the city planner and you're LDS, uh, remember it was in 2021, that you don't ask some questions about where it's going and get right. some input for a year and from, a half <laughs> from the city. A year and a half it goes by. Right. The first open house where anybody from the community was welcome to make any kind of a uh, input on on this was June seventh of twenty twenty three. This is when they're already applying for the building permits and everything. So there's absolutely been no community input on, on the location, on the structure, on the design, nothing. They got no input on how this was going to affect uh, their uh, their community. But the church, um, the, the, other, the other thing that, the other couple of odd things that happened is um, the planning commission uh, in January, there was an opening on the planning commission. And coincidentally enough, you know, LDS city planner opening on this on the planning commission and a new member gets appointed to the planning commission who happens to be LDS. Uh, mm -hmm. When when I talked to the people in the preserving our Cody community, they said, this guy knows nothing about planning and zoning. He's an orthodontist. And the first question I asked them is, well, if he's an orthodontist, he's probably an ex-bishop as well. And they said, oh, yes, he is. How did you know that? They thought we were prophetic. They said, how did you know? We said, oh, we've been around the block a couple of times in this kind of thing. Know how yes. the church operates. Yes, so a former bishop a former would be put. The church the knows committee. they're going to put a temple in. They know they need people on the inside to get this through. They have a city planner who knows there's an opening on the planning board. And all of a sudden, an LDS ex-bishop orthodontist gets put in there and gets to be on all the votes. Interestingly enough, there was a member of the planning board who was against the location and against having the, the temple put in this location. And his company was hired by the church to do the surveying for the, the land. And because he... Um, because he was an employee of this business that was, he had to recuse himself because mm -hmm. uh, the, the lawyer said, you now have a financial gain in this. And so as a result, you now have an LDS member on the board and somebody who was not 
uh, in favor of this is now has to recuse himself and cannot be on the board. Right. And as we understand it, that's fairly rare for the church to actually go out and hire a local company. Uh, the residents we talked to had kind of looked into it because they've studied the situation of towns dealing with, you know, temples and ordinances. I was going to say temples and ordinances. Yeah. <laughs> Can't say <laughs> that in the same phrase. Yeah. Too triggering. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's fairly rare. Typically, the church will just do their own surveying. So conspiracy minded people might say, oh, my goodness, did they actually hire this company so that this planning commission zoning commission person would have to recuse themselves i don't know i mean that would that would be a pretty deep conspiracy but the bottom line is somebody who we know would have voted against it is gone has recused themselves a uh, latter day saint has is now on the committee and the planning of uh, the city planner is also um lds so and, that's kind of how it stands and the whole reason this got through it all it, it was always uh, almost it was a tie vote consistently, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which does not pass um, with tie votes. Uh, and and in the case where there was a, a, a vote that wasn't a tie, it was only one vote difference. Um, and so right. this one person, this one person made a that difference. had to recuse themselves would have made the difference in, yep. in the situation. Um, yep. And and uh, because they had to recuse themselves. So if they if th that is, in fact, what happened, uh, you know, then then that's very concerning. And that's that's the look that the community is seeing and saying this isn't right. When we first right. talked to They're the community, suspicious. they they asked about that and they said the LDS guy wouldn't recuse himself. And we were we said, why shouldn't the LDS guy recuse himself? He certainly has an interest in this. And they said the city attorney said he doesn't need to recuse himself because he does not have a financial stake mm -hmm. in this. Of course, we all know, uh, one, the man has taken an oath in the temple to do everything he can for the building up of the kingdom of God on earth. So the man has taken a sacred oath to be on the side of the church here. How can that not right. be a qualification to recuse yourself uh, from from this position now, the right. you can't planner, be impartial. You can't yeah, be you impartial. Be and we tried to explain that to the residents, you know, and they and in our conversations with the residents, they did start to get a sense of exactly what it was. Because how would you know? It, you know, how would you know this inside world? And so we were able to kind of explain to them about these motivations and perhaps allegiances, and then they were uh, even more concerned. I think yes, and and. and to their credit, they said, we don't want to make this about a church or exactly. about somebody's beliefs. Nope. We want to make it about the ordinances uh, mm -hmm. and, and following the the, the rules. Um, yep. it, it became clear as this went on and on that they said, we want to we just want to follow the, the process and and follow the process correctly. By the end, when when we talk to them and, and it's not over yet, but uh, mm -hmm. after the last vote, uh, it was clear that they had uh, that they felt lied to, that they mm -hmm. felt there was no transparency, and they felt that uh, they they could see that this was stuff the church was doing to make sure that this got pushed through with the different. And we'll talk about this with the lawsuits and the different people. And the reason they felt the the reason they felt this way was because the church told them, "Don't worry, we're going to play by the rules. We want to be neighborly. We want to we want your input on this." And what they said and what they did were two completely different things. Um, so we'll start out here. This is the open house that happened on 7 June. And you got to understand this whole thing from when the 
residents of Cody found out where the temple was going March to when they're applying for the permit July is literally two or three months is all the time they had to digest this with city meetings being held every couple of weeks. So they only got a couple meetings and a couple got to go to the open house and that was it. You know, they had a very few weeks to completely mobilize and get this out, which was right. one of their concerns. They said this temple was announced in 2021. We've got an LDS city planner and we don't learn anything about this until just a couple months before it's it's they're going to start breaking ground. Right. On. And it moved very, very fast. And they had a very hard time getting any information like they couldn't even find out what hours the temple would be open. They couldn't find out when it would be lit. They were trying to just do their due diligence and they would assume this would all be public record as something is going to be built. They couldn't find this information. I mean, this is like a full-time job for some of these residents in preserving our Cody neighborhood um, to try to figure out even what was going on to, so that they could even craft a plan to kind of go to these meetings and talk about these things. So they were very much in the dark, as we're talking about a lit up temple, <laughs> the residents themselves were in the dark. And the first chance they really had to interface with the church and get some questions answered was an open house that the church put on 7 June 2023. And I think they actually put this on as because they could see that the residents were uh, not were not pleased with yeah. what was happening. And of course, as the church always did, they sent out their PR machine uh, to uh allay the fears of the uh, community. And uh, so this this came from uh, uh, the Cody Enterprise newspaper. This is uh, their uh, coverage of the open house and their interview of the church PR spokesman. Uh, and this is what he said. He said, we don't want to do anything that will be an eyesore, Anderson said. Anderson is the spokesman for the church. We don't want to build anything that makes people go, that's not Cody. We want something that will be a positive contribution to this community. And that means listening to more voices. This means all of us collectively, even those of us who are not of our faith, figuring out what's best for this particular community. Those opposed to the temple's proposed location on Skyline Drive, which is zoned rural residential, have raised concerns about impacts on traffic, lighting, and views, as well as incompatibility with the city's master plan. Anderson said he was grateful for these concerns and those who have expressed them. Really and truly, I'm glad they care about their community, he said, of those concerned about the temple. It would be worse if they said, I don't care, build whatever you want. For them to say, I care about this beautiful city, that's great because it shows they care about Cody. Anderson said all of the community's concerns would be worked out during the city planning and zoning hearing at 6 p.m. on June 15th in the Cody Auditorium. He said the church was willing to find a solution that made both the church and the community happy and that the church would abide by any decisions made by the planning and zoning board. Wow, what a pleasant... That sounds reassuring. It, it sounds, sounds very, very reassuring, reassuring to the residents. Yeah, it, they probably it, went, oh, good, everything." Sounds fine. like they want input from the community. They want yeah. to hear what the community has to say. They welcome design changes. They welcome input. That's the message that was sent out from the church at the open house. Um, the meeting is being held, you know, a week later. Um, and that's when it really hit the fan. 
we went to AI and generated this, uh, what we call Wy Cody, Wyoming versus the Corporation of the President of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Uh, yeah, I dare you to try to say that acronym, to cut, to cut, cut, to cold. Yeah, but what <laughs> they started to realize once the next meeting happened on the 15th, I believe it was, is that this is not going to go easy. Uh, they are now in the fight of their lives. Um, that's why we have a, a gold angel Moroni and a cowboy <laughs> kind of going at it because they're starting to realize this is going to be a fight to try to protect our environment, um, and and to try to make sure that the town is heard and represented in this whole process. I think it became very clear on the on the June fifteenth uh, meeting that they were up against a corporation yes. uh, that had a lot of money. In fact, when we first talked talk to the Cody neighborhood, that was one of the things we told them: is we said. They are going to lawyer up and they are going to come after you with everything they've got. Mm -hmm. And they're a multi-billion dollar corporation and uh, they are going to try to run you into the ground. And they said, do you think we have a shot? And we said, well, you've got you've got a community that's largely not LDS. So, you know, mm -hmm. you, you, you've got a shot, you know, to fight it. But beware, they're going to lawyer up. Right. And, no, they uh, thought we were prophetic. Pretty much everything we told them would happen simply because we've seen this over and over is what happened. And I remember one of the, the committee members said, what, what church does this? They actually said those words. I mean, they're, you know, they were very happy to work with a religious organization. They were thinking there would be a compromise. And as they started to see what was happening, they just became very disheartened. And they said, what, what kind of a church does, does this? So these uh, are Christian people who are yes, Christian, yes. belong to Christian churches that yes. are concerned about the community and the community mm -hmm. reaction. They're not, they don't belong to corporations that mm -mm. act like churches. They belong to a church that acts like ch right. a church. <laughs> and so they, yeah. they, they, they really, uh, their eyes were, I think, open yeah. come, come this time frame, uh, very when quickly it started happening. Now it should be, uh, pointed out that, uh, they, started out with a petition saying this doesn't belong in this neighborhood. Uh, they got uh, a Cody petition signed and you can see here that uh, uh, overwhelmingly the citizens of Cody uh, did not want the temple located where it is and in this uh, neighborhood, uh, uh, probably three to one. Uh, what the church did, that's the, the, uh, yeah, why don't you explain exactly what the colors mean? I think the yeah, so the red too. is the code, the people who wanted to not have the temple located in that neighborhood. Um, it's 895. The blue is the people who the church got uh, to sign uh, that wanted it in there. And that's 307. Um, so it's a three to one. Uh, Cody residents did not want this this temple located in, in that neighborhood. What the church did then is the church went out and said, well, this this temple's to serve three, a tri-stake area. And they went out and got uh, people to sign from other counties. Uh, so this isn't mm -hmm. just other cities, it's other counties. Uh, three other counties, I think, four other counties that surround the, the temple. And as, uh, as we learned, uh, some of these counties were actually founded by Mormon pioneers. And uh, so they have large LDS communities, but these counties really don't have a say in what happens in Cody. This is Cody city ordinances. 
so they went and got a bunch of signatures from the surrounding county from all of their members. And of course, people in other counties don't care about what's happening in Cody per well, se. And they're not going to see they're the not temple. Sign That's the issue. It will not be it. on their hill. And so and so in this second uh, petition graph, it's the red. Does that represent the people that do want the church? No, they, the, they, they, the red is still the Cody. So the red is, okay. the, is the city of Cody. So they're on the left okay. is the Cody results. And then the four, one, two, three, four, those are the four counties on the right that okay. they went and got uh, to sign. And of course, the, the church goes to all of their members and, you know, passes it around in, in sacrament meeting or whatever. I guess they can't <laughs> technically do that, but, you know, you... they they walk around and get everybody to sign it and get all their members to sign it. And of course, people two counties away, uh, the, the Cody neighborhood people are going, oh, we can't canvas four counties trying to get signatures. Right. So you can see there's very few from the other counties because uh, the people who care are the people who live in Cody. And so that kind of shows you that in Cody proper, the city where it's being located, three to one, the people said, we do not want this in our town on this hill. Right. We're fine with it being where it's zoned and it going where it's properly zoned. And as pointed out, there are two church LDS church buildings in town. Uh, People aren't opposed to the church or the church being there. They're just opposed to this uh, uh, thing. So not long after the uh, June meeting, uh, we all of a sudden get into this mess where we get to what we call the signs of the times. Uh, the the <laughs> residents started putting up signs that say relocate the temple at, uh, at, at other places. And from talking to the residences, our understanding is in the neighborhood that it's being impacted, uh, 70 to 80 percent of the people had the signs to relocate the temple somewhere else. This then turned really bad. Um, the signs started getting stolen and they started getting vandalized. And you can see there on the right, they spray painted it. It looks like blood. They painted yeah. Satan on it and said, uh, yes. we need your support as if it's Satan that's saying that he doesn't want the temple there. Right. So um, vilifying the residents that are through due process, putting up, as you can see, the sign on the lower left that simply says, please relocate the temple, preserve our Cody neighborhoods. You know, they're doing their due process. You can put that sign in your yard and you can give people information on how they can express through due process that they would like this relocated. Those signs are stolen. Those signs are vandalized and put back in people's yards with blood and Satan all over them. And then it then it took an even worse turn. Uh, you can see the uh, the the signs up at the top where it says Mormon trash and we made Cody. Uh, these are uh, these are signs that are evidently made to try to make people look bigoted. Um, the right. we made these Cody. were not made by the residents who are are asking that the temple be re relocated. However, these signs were put around as if that group was, you know, coming after the church. They were not. They did not make these signs. Yeah, so people were waking it's a very up twisted. And found these signs in their in their yard. Yeah, and they said going, we never put these. Where did here. these signs come from? Yeah. It's almost as if someone was trying to make it look like they were bigoted. Right, framing uh, them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, some of these signs, though, like the We Made Cody, that's an indication that the LDS people made Cody, which is simply not true. Um, uh, they did found some towns around Cody, but Cody itself was founded by, uh, as we said, Bill, Wild Bill Cody and and uh, was not <laughs> part of, of that. So right. 
So, so I think term- what it shows is very divisiveness already happening in the town. Um, we're not very far, even into the due process, as far as the meetings and the votes, and already the citizens are, there's some issues there between the Latter-day Saints there, the other people in the town. It's just, it's not going well already. And we're just at the beginning of the process. Yes. And, and then the church members really ratcheted this up uh, in the newspaper one of the bishops came out to say this, and he he said this in relation to these signs that showed up that uh, appeared to be, you know, uh, against the church. And uh, Todd Christensen, a bishop of a, of a Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints ward in Cody, said, the message clearly is anti-church, not about building codes. I'm pretty sure when they say not in my neighborhood, the same argument has also been extended to not in my town. And in some instances, not in my county, he said. At some point, you have to put your foot down and say that's not right. He believes it's no different than if someone was trying to argue against Black children being allowed to attend school in their area or members of other religions from being allowed to live somewhere. That's like saying it's not about race, but I just don't want colored kids to go to our school. We like Jews, but they should just go somewhere else, he said. This is what he said in the in the local Cody newspaper. Everyone was absolutely stunned. And again, in talking to this residents, they are not at all opposed to this on any level of any kind of religious ground. They're simply worried about the zoning and the ordinance restrictions. Please and, and build this temple this, somewhere else. It is I, not about religion. I think the sign, if you look, I just went back to the slide, mm-hmm. you know, it's relocate the temple. And then they show yeah. the, the the graph with the how high the temple yeah. is compared to the other buildings. It's completely yeah. about building codes. It has nothing yeah. to do with religion. There's no right. religion uh, intolerance there. And it was clear to us when we talked to uh, the, the community members that they were absolutely doing everything they could to make sure that they did not look like they were uh, uh, going after the church on religious beliefs. In fact, we wanted to air a a program on this earlier, but uh, us referring to this would look like um, that that, uh, they maybe were talking to what the church would pull out, uh, (laughs) anti-Mormon podcast. And so we said, we won't won't air this, we won't discuss this until after the vote because we don't wanna harm your, your side. And exactly. give the church some sort of ammunition that, uh, you know, they're going out onto uh, podcasts that aren't friendly to the church and going after Correct. them. Uh, and so every effort was made to keep this political uh, and not religious. But the church, as we all know, cannot help but go after this. And this was the result. After the, uh, the town meeting, several town meetings, they, uh, uh, the town actually had voted um, uh, to allow the the they had a vote on it and the vote i think was three to two if i'm not mistaken uh but because that was not a majority of the uh it was three to two to allow the church to to build there uh but because that was not a majority of the board the board ruled that it did not pass that you needed a majority of the board uh evidently there's a an issue between the the laws in Cody and the laws of the state uh, as to whether it has to be a majority of the board members or a majority of the uh, of the uh, of those that are there to vote. 
Um, so immediately the church filed a lawsuit, uh, sues the city of Cody over the planning process. Now, remember, just a month prior in the open house, the church said they would abide by all decisions of the planning and zoning board, of which the planning and zoning board had made the decision that it did not pass. Now, it's also equally important to keep in mind that they applied for a, a variance on the roof height because the, the zoning code said the roof could only be 30 feet high in, in this area, and they've got a 101-foot spire. Well, the city planner, who is LDS, made the dis- ruling that a steeple or a structure that is that the steeple is not considered part of the roof, uh, that it's not to be included <laughs> in the height. So even though it's 101 feet tall, it still meets the 30 foot height restriction. That is just ludicrous. I think that's just the ludicrous. roof line yeah. itself is 30 <laughs> feet, but the but but the people oh. uh, that sits on top of it goes much higher. Splitting hairs, I feel like. And at this point, I believe when the two lawsuits were filed, boom, boom, one after another, I think that's when the world at large started taking notice because this is very unusual. Um, Here's a church. It's filing lawsuit after lawsuit against this small town. And I think that's when it ratcheted up um, a little bit as far as starting to appear in the news. Um, Bigger news sources and outlets started to write articles about this because it's just a bad look. Church files lawsuit and then church files second lawsuit, you know, it really is a David and Goliath kind of a scenario. And I think the church is often uh, used to being seen as David. You know, they're the ones that are persecuted. In this case, they're not. They're a corporate Goliath. And it shows in these kinds of headlines and the articles that are coming out. So one of the more interesting things that we also learned um, in discussing things with the residents, if we can move to the next slide, is why don't you explain what this is a picture of, Landon? Yeah, this is the temple. Um Evidently, they, you know, these new portable mobile temples that they have or whatever you want to call them, uh, the, the, the quick uh, ones that they can set up, uh, these are, they put them in boxes and they ship them out. And so this is the temple. It's sitting uh, on some ground owned by uh, one of the wealthy members' businesses there. Uh, they started moving these in in May. Uh, before they even had the open house where they yeah. told them that they wanted their input on the look and everything, uh, the pieces of the temple were already showing up. So uh, quite uh, kind of shows you where the church was that they weren't being forthright when they said they wanted the uh, input from the community. Uh, it had already been designed. It had already been fabricated and it was already being shipped. Uh, to the local. Yeah, that's that to me is so unusual. When we, I mean, we had heard that these pieces were laying here, and we only just just a day or so ago um, learned from some of our sources there in Cody that it literally had been May, <laughs> and and that really speaks, uh, I think, to intent that they're sure this is going to go through. It's all going to happen even before the meetings. Here the here they are, just waiting. Well, it also I think is what led to the the lawsuits happening so quick because. The church can't make changes to it. They've already ordered it and got the pieces sitting there. So for them to say, oh, we can change this or that. And and we heard that in the meetings that in one of the meetings, uh, they said, well, we can go to 85 foot on the on the steeple. But that but that's it. Well, the reason is, is because it's already fabricated and the pieces are already put together. They can't start <laughs> making a lot of modifications to the structure when they've already fabricated it and sent it. 
So exactly. And these are examples. If, if our viewers or listeners aren't familiar, um, it's called a pop-up temple. It's a modular uh, sort of pieces that make it very convenient to just kind of put together and pop up quickly. I had heard rumors of this years ago from a friend who was trying to um, contract with a construction company here in Utah to do some work. This maybe was like 10 years ago. And the company had said, oh, we can't do anything for anybody except for the church because we're working on these pieces. So then a few years later, it trickles out and, and now these are, are commonplace and we know that this is how a lot of temples are built very quickly with these modular prefab the, pieces. Yeah, this is one of the reasons that they're going to 312 temples is because they have these prefabricated temples. They're all very similar. They're going to look similar in nature. They have a couple patterns that they use. So that they can, so th this notion that we're going to blend it in with your architecture and all of that, it, it, it just simply is not true because they're all going to look fairly similar because they're, they're building them prefabricated, uh, cost effective, and that's why they're doing this. And so to me, that was disingenuous, the statement by the church's PR that they wanted to work with them and get input when they knew that the pieces were already uh, on their way, not only on their way, they were they they were uh, they were there. <laughs> well, they were there by June when they were. They still didn't have a building permit, but they had all the pieces there. Or not? I, I don't know if it, this is all the pieces, but they certainly had many of the pieces in place already. So yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, uh, this is the wave of the future, which means there will be little room for negotiating uh and that's why the church comes in and just bullies through and says this is what we're doing and and we'll sue you if 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 we don't get what we want so yep that's how it's looking unfortunately so and, and then oh my goodness this was the saddest thing so um <laughs> you know lawsuit after lawsuit and then and like i said we're in contact with these cody residents we get this picture from one of our, our new Cody friends who had just picked up the newspaper. And the headline, of course, is LDS rep says further litigation will cost the city. And in Talkington, they they said, basically, we were told, don't even try because we basically have the funds to fight this out till the end until your city has no resources left. So they were very disheartened uh, with headlines. And this is actually a picture of the paper in one of our Cody friends car. She picked it up and put it in the front seat and sent us a picture. Yeah, this was this was really uh, heartbreaking because this is really seems to be what turned the uh, the tide is, you know, they went to the city council, they went to the meeting and they told them, uh, you keep fighting us on this and we will sue you and sue you and sue you until your city has no resources. They've threatened the very same thing to the uh, Cody Preserve Our Neighborhood group that uh, that they're going that if they continue to fight this, that they will uh, try to make it so that they're responsible for paying the legal bills of the church if they lose. Uh, they're they're threatening these people. In fact, one of the uh people on the planning committee, when they asked, you know, why she was voting the way she was, she said, because uh, I don't like to be threatened and you guys are threatening us. Uh, well, it turns out she changed her vote and this got, and they passed uh, giving them the, the building permit. Uh, but you can imagine the position that you're in when you're on the planning committee and you're trying to evaluate, you know, whether this structure meets codes and requirements and whatnot. And you're told uh, by your, you know, your city attorney is going to come back to you and say, 
look, if we, uh, if we have to go to court on this, it's going to bankrupt the city. And uh, so as an elected official, your, your responsibility is to protect the city from being sued. And the, and the church knows this, you know, the church, yeah. the church is going to pay no taxes on this property. Now that the, the, the property going forth is going to be, you know, tax free as a religious institution, no property taxes. And yet they come in, they use the hordes of wealth that they made while they weren't having to pay taxes on any of that to come and bully a city and a city of 10,000 cannot afford to fight this. And, and the church knows it and they just bully people. And that's exactly what they've done here. And that's why there is so much uh, discontent among the, the, the people there. They're going, what kind of church is this that comes in and bullies people and sues them and threatens to bankrupt them if they don't get the way what they want? Um, and, you know, you can see why the church has so many enemies when they act this way, because <laughs> this is not new. This is how the church has yeah. always acted. Uh when, when they move into an area is they, they say, this is what we're going to do. And we will vote as a block and we will uh, run roughshod over you. And that's why, you know, they don't like to tell you this in their history, but this is why they've been chased out of so many places is because they come in and take over and people in the area say, we, we don't appreciate the way you're acting. And, uh, and, you know, in the days past, you just rise up and chase them off. And nowadays, yeah. the, the church is uh, now no longer the underdog. They're the ones inflicting the pain. And and that's what. Right. The and it's not a good look. It's not a good look. And a lot of people are taking notice, um, not only just locally in Cody, but everywhere and saying, what is happening here? It's a little microcosm of this whole situation. Yep, that's exactly, exactly true. So. Um, so the result of this uh, is, uh, we'll, we'll go over that a little bit, but in the end, uh, the church got the uh, uh, permit approved. There is still some confusion as to what that allows them to do and whether they have full authorization. The church says they do, the uh, Cody Neighborhood Association says they do not. Um, but, you know, basically as a result of this, um, you know, uh, there, there seems to be some some confusion, and you can see right here, uh, surprise, gigantic 77-foot steeple for Mormon Temple, and Cody gets approved after all. And from what I'm reading is there's a lot of confusion as to whether the steeple has been approved or not, mm -hmm. because the church was, withdrew the application for a uh, uh, an application to have this reviewed as, as a special permit or a special, right. uh, special consideration. Yes. So the Cody members are saying, no, you didn't get the, the approval to build the 77 foot. The church is saying basically, no, the city planner who is a member of the church said yes. that that doesn't count and that we don't have to have a special permit. So we're going to go ahead and build it anyway. So uh, there seems to be uh, confusion as to whether this allows them or doesn't allow them to go ahead and build this uh, uh, steeple that they want to steeple. But the building, the site approval is there. The building can go in. But the specifics now, I believe, back and forth. There's more to it. Yep. It, it, it's definitely not quite, uh, <laughs> you know, what we what we think. So no. So again, we we're back to Trex Mo's. Uh, we had to. We have uh, to. It's a stress release. I've decided we work out our trauma through Trex Mo. 
Yeah, that's exactly right. And and these memes really kind of sum up to us the way that yeah. this all went down. Uh, the first one there on the left, they're targeting an area and they're looking at a, a kind of a map. And uh, and the one gentleman says, so this is our target area for the new Cody Temple. It's a residential neighborhood with limited access, pristine views, dark sky ordinances, not zoned for commercial buildings, height restrictions, and few LDS members. And the other two guys go, perfect, awesome. Ah, <laughs> oh, dear. You want to you hit that other one? Yeah, and the second one is a very serious-looking panel of gentlemen standing up in a very threatening way. And they say, we're your worst nightmare, Cody. We're Curtin McConkey. <laughs> Everyone's worst and, nightmare. Yeah. And then our next Trexmo, this is the one that a lot of people have expressed this sentiment. And I think this is very accurate. Um, it's a group of people standing. And I'm, I'm describing it for our listeners. Of course, if you're viewing, you can see. But it's a group of people standing in a Western setting um, in Star Trek. And Captain Kirk says, yeah. Good luck on your missionary efforts in Cody now. And we have heard this. And in fact, I think that brings us to our next segment. Do we have another slide or do we are we going to the next segment? No, we're going to go to okay. uh, our caller and uh, yes, see how this uh, played out in Cody and what the feeling is there now. Exactly. Like I said, we connected with many people and one of them is able to come on Mormonish with us and just sort of tell us a little more about the situation there. She's going to talk about the wards and the number of members and how it's affecting all of us. So we're really, really excited to be able to talk to um, Yvonne Chandler right now and hear a little bit more from the ground right there from the situation uh, what's happening so as we said we have been we've had the wonderful opportunity of being in contact with you know several residents from cody being able to hear kind of boots on the ground what's happening and we're lucky enough to be able to zoom today with yvonne chandler hi yvonne hi there hi guys thank hi. you hi yeah, and Yvonne is a member of uh, the church there in uh, Cody, in one of the Cody wards. And so uh, we thought we'd talk to her and visit with her for just a little bit to see how this uh, controversy of the temple, I guess you could call it, has uh, affected the people there and the town itself. So Yvonne, we just wanted to start out by asking you, um, First off, how has this uh, has this temple brought the community closer together, or has it divided the community? What's what's the feeling there in Cody as far as this temple going in? Well, to be honest, I have been here for eighteen years, and I love the community. This is the kind of community. One of the shows was that my arm will get so tired of just waving. People just wave at you and say hi. I have neighbor uh, relatives coming to visit, and they say that total strangers will talk to them and say hi to them at the store, walking, and they don't get that in their own neighborhoods. So it's a loving, wonderful, um, close-knit community. The only other time I have seen something like this was back during COVID. We did have a lot of division because pro-mask, anti-mask, and everything else. But in general, then that died down. But now it's awful because it's, it's like we are one against each other. You know, the majority is silent about it. 
because or they don't like controversy. They are not out there speaking. But the majority of the people, they do not want the temple in that location. And it's going to take a lot, a lot to bring this committee back together. I know that um, some of the church leaders, they have said thank you, the committee, for the support and everything else, they want to bring the community together, but I don't think that is going to happen because of right now, right now is basically, is lots of people are not happy with the church in general. To the point that I did before, some of them will say, okay, I do not like the church doctrine. I don't like what I be they believe on, but I have so many church members as friends and neighbors, and they are good people, and I love them. That was at the beginning, back in April, May. But as the weeks went by, and the churches started suing, and the churches started pushing their way around, the feeling is this. One lady the other day posted, at the beginning I thought that this was harmless, but now I see that this is very different. This is it's like the work of the devil, the way that they are dividing our community. And many people right now, they are not liking their church members as neighbors, as, as friends. Some of them have been saying, hey, let's compose a list of the business owned by LDS people and let's boycott them, which we do have. We do have a lot, a lot of um Business is owned by the LDS members. And uh, the other thing is, for example, dentists. I want to say 60, 70% of the dentists are LDS. Uh, we only have one, um, one podiatric, and he's LDS. We only have one neurosurgeon, he's LDS. And then we have the... Um, one of the clinics here, one of the medical clinics here is a very popular. I think there are seven, eight doctors. Four of them are LDS. So they're, they're all over the place. So that's one of the reasons why people have been, some people have been hesitant about speaking out in public through classify or Koichi chat, one of those sites, because they deal with, um, LDS. I work for an LDS family, and I can see my coworkers. That is how they feel: is they're against the church, they don't like what the church is doing, but they are afraid to speak out at the same time. Interesting. So, so this is a this is a very small community. Cody's about ten thousand people. So obviously, you don't have a large infrastructure of hospitals and doctors and clinics. And we all know that the church uh, uh, very much has a prosperity gospel and, and has a lot of uh, wealthy people that uh, doctors, dentists, things like that. And so I can certainly see where that would be an impact on a community like this to get to the point where uh, non-members who are served by these people, by these are their doctors and their dentists are to the point where they're saying, we don't want to even support the businesses of these people. That's a real reflection of how they feel like they were treated during this process. What, what were the things during the process that 
upset uh, the people the most. I know we talked to the preserving, uh, preserve our Cody neighborhood mm -hmm. groups and mm -hmm. some of the people in there. And at first, when we started talking to them, they were, hey, this is just about, uh, we don't care if they have a temple in Cody. We just don't want it in this location. And they right. said, and we want to keep it that way. That's what we want this to be about. We love our neighbors. We want to make it about the location, not about the religion. But in the last couple times since we've talked to them, that's really changed. Uh, the mm -hmm. attitude is, who are these people and what kind yeah. of Christian church deals with people this way? Yeah. <laughs> their eyes have been opened and it's been interesting to see their very just sort of positive, hopeful, and then to see them going, we is this a church? That's their it's question. Exactly. How can this be a church? Why are they doing this to us? Yeah. So good question, Landon. Yeah. Yes. And um, the the local newspaper has been great at, um, with the cartoons and everything else. And even um, the editor, the newspaper editor, went ahead and wrote a letter um, in reference saying that the, the, the church has not been transparent. You know, the church is basically talking with the both sides of their mouth. Of their mouth. One side saying, yes, let's work together. Let's come up with a solution. Let's be friendly. Let's be, you know, let's, let's make it us, you know. But then the other side, the legal side is like, we're going to sue you. You know, we're going to do what we want to do. And, for example, the last um, cartoon in the newspaper, you have a judge sitting at the podium and then you have a lawyer coming to the church and he's saying, in the spirit of neighborliness, we're going to sue you. You know, we're going to sue the city. In the spirit of neighborliness, we're going to sue you. <laughs> yes, or something like that yeah. in those lines. And that's, that expresses what people are feeling, is you have church leaders from Select City and from here say, yes, we're going to be this, and we're going to do this, and we're going to do that. And then on the other side, they're saying, no, we are going to get our way. No matter how you feel, we love you, but we are going to do what we want. And what people, non-LDS, are realizing is, my goodness, we are 10,000 here in Cody, per se. And we need to bend backwards because maybe 500 people from Cody wants to attend the temple. And I'm being generous with that, yeah. with that number, because yeah. we're talking four wars, 125 people per war, something like that, and um, you know, 150 people per war. And I don't know if there are that many, than there are many. And even some LDS have brought the point is, my goodness, what is going to be happen to the Helena Temple? Be I mean, uh, to the Billings Temple, mm -hmm. because I used to serve on the Thursday morning section as a temple ordinance worker. My goodness, I want to say on Thursday morning, I want to say maybe 30%, 40% of the um, ordinance workers or the patrons were from the Bighorn Basin. And they are not going to be attending the Billings Temple anymore. The Billings Temple is like three times larger than the Cody Temple. They just opened the Helena Montana Temple. People 
from Helena, they used to come to the Billings Temple as patron or ordinance worker. They are not coming any longer. So it will be interesting to see how many people actually are going to be using the Billings Temple. One of, uh, what's it called, a recorder? One of the recorders in 2019 when I was there, he was from Riverton, Wyoming. So he had, he and his wife had a special schedule that he would come and work like three days in a row and they will stay in a hotel or somewhere else, maybe with relatives or friends. But once the Casper Temple opens, he's not going to be coming. And some other members from Riverton and Casper won't be coming here either. So what is do we really need a temple in Cody? For the Cody members, it's a wonderful opportunity because driving at 4.30 a.m. for two hours to be at the temple before 7 a.m. during winter time with winter storms, and we need to go through the mountains, go through the mountain pass. It was terrifying, you know, terrifying. We were, I was driving like 30 miles sometimes or 40 miles because I couldn't see. So because of that, it makes sense to have a temple for the safety and convenience of the local temples. But to the price that we are paying, it's not worth. You know, it would have made more sense to go ahead and build it somewhere else. Um, Cabo Daily News just have Leo Wolf, um, I'm sorry. He just had a great article in which he's comparing, comparing the Casper Temple to the Cody Temple. No problem at all with the Casper Temple. Even he quotes the mayor, the Casper mayor speaking. He hardly received any pushback about the Casper Temple. The difference is it is the same size, 10,000 square feet, but the lot site is 10 acres, almost double the size. But the most important difference is the Casper Temple is being built in a zone that is in an area that's zoned for that kind of building. Okay, there are lots of buildings, and also the road in front of the Casper Temple is going to be a four or five lane road, so that will not create any, any um, any traffic problem. If I'm able to send you the video that I wanted, you will be able to see it is just a two lane road that lots of people bike, walk their dogs, walk, and it's a wonderful neighborhood, very quiet. And, and I just, I feel sorry for the neighbors because to build that 10,000 square feet temple with a 101 feet high steeple with a parking lot for 140 cars and plus the next building, I don't remember the site of the next building. I think it's going to be about 2,000 square feet. All that is going to be in a five-acre lot between two homes. Yeah, and, and, yeah. and I guess we need to emphasize again that the issue here is not that they're building a temple. The people mm -hmm. that we've all talked to said we're fine with the temple being be mm -hmm. built in Cody. It's just the location, the residential area up on a hill lit with mm -hmm. a 101-foot 
spire that dominates the the landscape of this historic town. Uh, yes. I think when we talked, you pointed out that a large majority of the members actually don't live in Cody, but they live in the surrounding counties and that there are some of the counties that are very highly populated by LDS. And it would have made a lot more sense to have put the temple in those communities where the majority of the people are. Can you talk just a little bit about that? Certainly, certainly. This Cody temple is supposed to service a tri-stake area, the Warland Stake, the Bighorn Stake, and the Cody Stake. Now, if you can Feature on your head a triangle section. Okay, let me tell you something else about Cody. Cody is 50 miles from the Yellowstone East um, entrance. So Cody really cannot grow toward the west because there is no really any place to uh, between Cody and the east entrance of the Yellowstone is a beautiful drive, very pristine. You have mountains on each side, and then you have um, the Buffalo Bill Reservoir. It's a beautiful area. Somebody described that as the most beautiful 50 miles in the, in the States. So really, there's not going to be much growth that way. All the other, even with the Cody Stake, all the Cody, the rest of the Cody stake lays on the east side of Cody. You have Powell and you have Burlington and you have Otto. Powell also has four wars. On the east side of the Cody stake, you have the Bighorn stake and you have the Warland stake. So people living there they're still going to have to drive at least an hour, depending where within those estates they live, they're still going to have to drive within an hour or a little bit more to get to the Cody estate. So really, they're not saving a lot of money. I mean, a lot of time. But then, talking about the Bighorn estate, that is where the original Mormon pioneers Back in somewhere in the 1900, 1910, they came here to establish. There were some Mormons that they came previously toward the end of the 1890s or so, and they established um, a small branch in the Burlington area. And when President Woodruff's son, who was an apostle, I cannot think of his first name. He was the one in charge of coming and looking at the area and setting the boundaries and everything else. When he originally came, he went and met with the Bishop of Burlington. And they decided that would be a better place for a larger colony to be established outside Lovell in the Bighorn County. And they created the city of Cowley over there and the, the city of Byron. And those are the great majority at LDS. And um, also Lovell. Lovell has three or four wars. And Lovell is, I think, the half the size of Cody. So it's a very, very popular, well-known. And actually, the Cody members that they are here, they are descendant. Many of them are descendant of the original ones that they moved from Cowley and the Byron, they came and they started establishing themselves in 1920, 1930, 
um, just for business opportunities, you know, like the Taggarts, they had a construction company and that's how they end up in Cody. It's just, the, there was too much competition in the big home basin for them and they decided to open up the, uh, the Cody area. We did not get uh, a chapel in Cody until 1954. But yes, the majority. So if the church was really concerned about the convenience and safety of the members, they will place it closer to where the majority of the members reside. And then on top of that, that would be a wonderful way, building a temple there, it would be a wonderful way to honor the memory and the sacrifices of those original, originally LDS pioneers they settled the area in 1910. Can you imagine coming across in wagons, horses from Utah to settle here? There was no water. They have to dig the canal, the Sidon Canal. They helped to lay the railroad. That was in 1910. We didn't have John Deere's and Caterpillar machine. Everything had to be done with shovels. You know, a steam shovel was a lot of work. It's a wonderful book that you can read. And the church should have placed the, the, the temple there, you know. And that, that makes sense. Uh, it, it would have been towards the center. It would have been in a largely LDS town, uh, which would have uh, been much more welcome than Cody. So why do you think they chose Cody uh, to put the temple on a in. hill <laughs> because it's a tourist town and they get to show it off uh, on or... the way to Yellowstone. Yeah. That's yep. what I think. I, I tell you what, in 2021, when the temple was announced, I do have a daughter who is still very active and she and her husband and children were coming uh, over and we were having dinner on a Sunday and we were discussing must have been October, November, 2021. My son-in-law, asked me, do you have an idea where they're going to build? And we, you know, the four of us, we were possible areas, you know. And I told him, I said, it's going to be up there because I say the Nielsen's own the property. And then guess what? Where do, because my son was saying, okay, on the way to um, Warland or on the way to Billings, you know. I said, no, it's going to be there because guess what? Most of the people here, when we drive, Walmart is there and the, the hospital is there and we have the museum is there. We drive that area back and forth. And then the tourists, when they come and they're going to Yellowstone or they're coming back from Yellowstone or they're going to the rodeo or they're coming back to the rodeo, that's what they are going to see because the temple is going to be right there, you know, up above. I think they're saying about 100 feet tall. And you're going to see it, and it's, it's white, and it's going to have the lights on. So it's, and that's what some non-members are saying. It's like, it's me, me, look at me, look at me, how nice I am. And the other thing, too, that many, even many non-LDS are finally realizing, I say, why are they spending the money to build these kind of temples? You don't need that to honor God. Is God, that's not the way that God and Jesus Christ want to be. They are humble. You know, yes, they, they're quoting, put the light on the hill. But they're talking about showing what you can do. No building buildings for people to admire. And um, 
It's just for shows, basically. And, and, you know, and I think the two issues, the two issues that the city council is fighting with uh, huh? in, in this location is the height of the of the mm -hmm. spire, which yep. the church does not seem willing to get rid of that spire, mm -hmm. because if they no. do, it won't be nearly as noticeable. And the second thing is lighting. They want to light it up and yeah. they want to light it up as long and as late as they can. Both things seem to be showy. You know, you could yeah. get rid of the lighting, you could get rid of the steeple, and you'd still have a temple, but it wouldn't be showy anymore. And the church cannot deal with that. Uh, exactly. It has nothing to do with the religious element. No. The light. There no. are other temples that have a simple dome, I think, in Arizona. You know, yep. so it has nothing to do with the religious function, serving the people. It's simply so people on the outside can see from miles around this ostentatious building just for show. And I think the residents there are confused and recognizing that. And again, saying, is this a church? It doesn't seem to be serving the definition of what a church does. And when when people start, when the controversy started back in, in, in April or so, is um, because of this site, I think, was announced in sometime in March or so. You know, and people were saying, oh, you're just being anti-LDS and this and the other. I will say, we really have two chapels here. Mm -hmm. And no one is complaining about the chapels because they blend with the neighborhoods. Even the state center, it blends very nicely with all the trees, the brown color, and really blends with the Cody Western look. This temple is white and it has lights and it has heights. So, it and I was going to say something. Western. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no Western. I was going to say something else and I forgot, <laughs> to be honest. Um, but, There's a lot but, to talk about. Yeah, no, we really appreciate you giving your insight. And, and we just want to tell everybody in Cody that you're, this fight, we're following it everywhere else. We're looking at it and we're, you know, solidarity with Cody. And and we've been trying all along to get the word out and to just really stand with everyone. We just, um, Landon and I are in Utah and we just barely went through this with the Heber Valley Temple. So the same kind of thing, you know, does not belong in that pristine environment, dark skies and, you know, beautiful vistas. And, and unfortunately, of course, everyone here is LDS. So there was no way that it was not going to happen. But I think in Cody, we just thought, you know, maybe, maybe this is the case, and and we're still hopeful. You know, even oh, though it's still, it's yeah, past that. You know, fight. we're still for yep. a fight. Um, yep. I didn't mean Stand with Cody. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Uh, two things. Can you believe we still can see the Milky Way over here? We can see the stars. When we first moved here from Maryland, one of our daughter commented, "Oh, mom, they have a lot more stars here than they do in Maryland." <laughs> and the poor little girl, you know, back then, she didn't realize it's not that we don't have more stars. It's there are less lights. So you can enjoy those stars. And the other thing, the fight is continuing because Preserve Cody, our Cody neighborhood sent a, a text yesterday. The Cody and the Powell paper, they went ahead and they wrote articles and apparently had been approved with the 101 feet and everything else. But they say, no, if you look carefully, people are not really sure, but they are, they are thinking that it cannot be. So they are going to continue that. They have contacted the lawyers. Hopefully we can hear something else from the lawyers. And, you know, I'm not giving up. 
<laughs> no, no, nope, not giving up. up. No, nope, you can't give up. And and I just feel like though, I feel damage has been done and a lot of irreparable things have happened as far as relationships in the town and just the way the church is seen. I don't know if they recognize that, but but the different people we've talked to, again, they're just like, what is this organization? You know, I want to look into this a little more. Who are these people? You know, so I think damage has been done. Yes, lots of people then realizing that Mormons are, um, they think that they are superior and that what they want or they feel that is right, it needs to prevail. So they are understanding that slowly but surely. Um, I feel sorry for the missionaries because I do think we don't get really in, in the 18 years I have been here, we hardly got any any converts, new converts. The church, the Cody first or Cody fourth row, the great majority has been because of members moving in into the area for work or because of children, you know, reaching the age, the age of eight and being baptized. Um, we had a lot of families that they had six and eight children. But I see that there are lots of families now that are only having two, three, or four children. Mm -hmm. So if those families stay here and the children stay here, the numbers are going to keep on going down. And um, I will not be surprised if we go back to three wars or maybe just do two wars because I don't see the numbers there. And and I don't think the community is going to be very supportive of the missionary effort at this point after how they were treated. And, and I just want to point out uh, that something that you said there, because I, I've been to Wyoming, I've been to Cody, and that that dark sky, that ability to see the Milky Way, nothing yes. makes you think or consider the divine more than when you look out and see that Milky Way and the awesomeness of, of mm-hmm. what's out there. And to destroy that by lighting a building, uh, you, you're you're taking and saying, a few people appreciate the divine through that lit, lit up building, but you're stealing that uh, ability from the rest of the residents exactly. there who, exactly. who commune with the divine, maybe in a different way, but that's being taken from them when you put this big lit up building on a hill uh, that then destroys the view of the, of the, of the Milky Way in the heavens there. And, and I think that's something that the citizens are considering as you're, you're taking my the, the way I yeah. uh, my church mean, which is uh, the beautiful sky yeah yep. yeah it's it's at this moment what people feel is like the minority is ruling yep because it's just going to be a minority of people a couple hundred people here in Cody that they're going to benefit from this temple because even people are realizing oh no everyone no all LDS people can go yes. there you know it's very just small number yes yeah. And even people have brought up the fact that you cannot go eat there to witness your relative's um, mm-hmm. wedding. You know, you're not allowed yeah. to, to go in for the weddings if you are not one of those special members. You yeah, know? or yeah. your friends. These are your friends in the community. And when they get married, yeah, they can. you won't be able to go to that building and see that. Uh, you'll be um, left out uh, as well. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's a spotlight being shown on the church there, a spotlight yeah. shining from that temple, and it's not revealing very positive things, I think, to people. So the whole thing is it, very unfortunate. Yeah. The church, I'm sorry, I, I'm sad to say, after 40-something years, I finally realized 
the church does not bring families together. It does not. It does not. It divides them. So, and now communities as well. So communities and families. Yeah, that's it. Well, thank you so much, Yvonne, for talking to us. We just appreciate that. I mean, we're, you know, we've gone into some other details about the politics around this, but just to hear from someone and, and how they're impacted personally. And just, I think the community relations, wouldn't you say, Landon, is the thing that I think everyone is most concerned about. And it does seem to be really dividing this community and will continue to, I think. So, yeah. or it will, it will, because as I say at the beginning, I saw something like this, not as bad as now, but I saw something similar with COVID, where we have the pro-COVID mask and the against, you know, against mask. Mm -hmm. But that went away. This will not go away because every time you drive through a skyline or you drive through West Yellowstone Avenue, because that's the name of the avenue below the temple, you're going to see it. So every time you go by, it will be like a child who was abused, sexually abused by someone, having to see that person continuously. It just keep on reminding you, it reminding you reminder. what you went through. And that's what we're going to have. The temple is going to be a reminder for those who do not want that. And it's like you say, it's not about the temple, it's the location of the temple. Mm -hmm. There are so yeah. many other places I could have gone. Bighorn Avenue will be ideal. We have some big businesses, big buildings over there. But they didn't want that. Yeah. And plus, it's a four-lane highway, too. Yeah. yeah. No, and thank you for explaining all that, too, as we have much more of a sense, especially if most members live elsewhere. Put the temple there. So any thank last you. thoughts, Landon? Uh, it's been just wonderful to talk to Yvonne. Just appreciate all the perspective. Yeah, no, thank you, Yvonne. Uh, been very helpful in kind of setting the tone. And I think your, yeah. your yard there in the background really gives exactly. us an example oh. of what the Cody uh, looks like, uh, what the yeah. Cody area really looks like. So thank yeah, you so much. Beautiful. You're welcome. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank you for yeah. all you do. I appreciate it. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you so much, Thanks. Yvonne. Bye-bye. Thank you. So it was just wonderful to be able to communicate with Yvonne. And we'd like to give a special shout out also to her husband, Bob, who I hear is a wonderful, wonderful uh, supporter and fan of Mormonish. So thank you, Bob and Yvonne, for just keeping us in the loop and letting us know what's going on and also getting the word out on how, how to help um, in this situation. So it was interesting, as we mentioned before, that um, the members there, of course, were very supportive of this plan to build the temple. They attended all the city council meetings. And as we understand from our friends there, uh, they were kind of told to show up in their Sunday best, uh, definitely dressed in church clothes. They looked like a unified block as they went there. Some of them in the pictures I saw seemed to have name tags on. I don't know if that was service missionaries or what, but they definitely gave the impression we are behind this. We are here. We are here, <laughs> which might have been a little uh, confusing or, or or make people nervous there in the in the rest of the Cody residents because here they are all of a sudden en masse. And uh, somebody uh, gave us a copy of this letter that was sent out from the state presidency. I'm guessing there were other communications as they explain to people how they could support this process but maybe Landon you can read this this is from the state presidency just thanking people uh, for what they were doing as far as the membership yeah to the Cody residents this really felt like a slap in the face um, because you know they they went to the open house they were told that it was going to be um, that they were going to be able to participate that they were happy that they and then they 
end up suing them twice. Uh, the lawsuits are still open. They're they're right. they're not closing them. And then they go into the meeting and and say we're going to bankrupt the city if you continue to to fight this. And then uh, the the city uh, the planning board after feeling threatened ends up passing it because they're afraid they're going to be sued. And then here's the uh, letter put out by the church to the community. We appreciate city leaders and the thoughtful deliberation they have had as our request to build a sacred house of worship in Cody was considered. This was balanced knowing the community concerns that were raised and resolved consistent with city ordinances and future plans. The turnout of church members, our friends and neighbors coming together to support the construction of the temple was robust and heartening. As we move forward, we look forward to bringing the community together. And that's from the second counselor in the Cody, Wyoming stake presidency. So, oh my goodness, that does not really describe exactly what happened. In fact, it's extremely passive aggressive. Oh, I can see that would why that would be disturbing and concerning to people that really know what's happening there on the ground. Yeah, yeah, uh, just shows you uh, that a tell of two, uh, a tell of two cities here, you know, yeah. uh, almost yep. where, uh, yep. uh, the church puts on a, a great face uh, when when they get what they want and when they don't get what they want, they bring in lawyers and they threaten and they jump up and down until they get what they want, and and that's what we saw here in Cody. So, exactly. what's next? <laughs> so the most important part, um, as we said, there was some confusion on, you know, is it passed? Is it over? Is it a done deal? Well, yesterday um, on the Facebook page, Preserving Our Cody Neighborhood, you can all go there and find out the latest up-to-date information. They posted this where they say, update, contrary to confusing articles in the media and social media posts, we do not believe the LDS church can build a 101-foot temple. We aren't finished yet. We are pressing on with our legal counsel and will continue pursuing all our options. Please stay tuned and engage as we work through this. And then they go on to say, keep your yard signs up, you know, keep the word out. This is the Preserving Our Cody Neighborhoods uh, Citizens Group. Now, there are different ways that you can help. The best way, you can go to Preserving Our Cody Neighborhoods. They'll give you all the information there. Um, it gives you an address where you can actually mail a check. Of course, they definitely need funds to you know, keep up. They have attorneys. You can go online. Um, there's a website there. Like I said, all of these are under Preserve Our Cody Neighborhoods on Facebook. So if you want to know how to help or just get current information, please go there. Because according to the our friends there in Cody, it's not over yet. Um, they do not believe that they have permission to build the 101 foot tower. So we'll see. I don't know. There's conflicting information isn't there in the media, Landon. So we don't know, but they seem optimistic here, at least that they can continue to fight. And so they're asking for donations and help. Yep. And that's the way I see it as well. It's, it's, uh, not a done deal, but, uh, I think one side thinks it is the other side thinks it's not. And, uh, I think uh, the fight's going to continue uh, on this to, to try to get a change and at least make them conform with the uh, specifications and the code requirements for building this in, in a residential area. Yeah, I think so too. So hopefully we kind of 
told the story, uh, gave everybody a little bit of more information in one place. It's been a long drawn out process with lots of different articles back and forth. But again, you can Google all of this. You can read all the articles as they came out in real time if you want to look more into it. And please, please help if you'd like to, um, just so that they can at least put up as good a fight as they can, I think. So uh, thank you everybody for watching and please like and subscribe if you would like to receive notifications on when our next episode comes out. You can hit that little notification bell. And as always, you can help financially uh, support the channel if you'd like to kind of support our infrastructure and our efforts. There are links to PayPal and Venmo in our show notes. And we appreciate our viewers. We appreciate everyone in Cody. And we'll say goodbye now for Mormonish. Thank you everyone. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Mormonish. We really appreciate our listeners and would love to hear from you if you have a story you'd like to share. You can email us at mormonishpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and on our website, mormonishpodcast.org. And don't forget to look for us on YouTube and like and subscribe. Keep joyful, everybody.